when it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com. This is Nicole Hannah-Jones, creator of the 1619 Project from the New York Times Magazine. The project makes a case that you don't often hear in history textbooks, that slavery was foundational to America. So it wasn't surprising that we ignited a fierce debate among historians about these issues. But that's the power of the New York Times, to spark an important dialogue with bold, rigorous reporting that forces us to examine our assumptions. To learn more, go to nytimes.com slash worth it. Hi, I'm Imri, and welcome back to the Wannabe Podcast, the podcast that takes you from where you are to where you want to be in 30 minutes or less. Thank you so much for choosing to spend the next 20 minutes listening to this podcast. Remember, if you feel like you've gained new knowledge, skills, or benefited from the actions week to week, please leave a review on iTunes or on our Facebook page. We're back at it again with the design special Meet the Cartoonist. This week, I am joined by illustrator and cartoonist Eleanor Davis. Eleanor is the author behind the New York Times bestseller, How to Be Happy. She has also written You and a Bike and a Road and The Secret Science Alliance and the Copycat Crook. Her work has been included in five issues of Fantagraphics anthology, Mome, as well as Horton Mifflin's Best American Comics in 2008. Comics critic Richard Bruton said that Eleanor is, without question, a major young creator. In today's episode, we discuss what Eleanor is working on improving right now. We touch on her feelings of guilt following Trump's election. The subject turns to self-care and political activism. Eleanor opens up about her struggle to meet her goals now that she's more politically engaged. From this episode, you'll learn how to stay healthy while being an activist. Two neat ways to trick your brain into making a self-care habit stick. We also cover why it is essential you learn how to use kinder language when speaking about yourself. It's a dynamic and joyful episode, so enjoy. What are you working on getting better at right now? Oh, I, I'm not very good at doing things in a reasonable way. Um, and before uh, before I got before last November or uh, November a year ago, when when Trump got elected, mm-hmm. uh, and I did this big 180 and suddenly got very, very politically active. Uh, I just felt miserably guilty all the time for not being politically active and not being politically aware. Um, and it was just this like giant cloud of guilt I carried around with me all the time. Um, but I was also taking really good care of myself and eating really healthy and, uh, exercising a lot and uh, doing all those, you know, keeping up with my friends and family, um, all that good stuff. Mm-hmm. And then I, then I got more politically engaged, and that feels really good because it was something that I wanted to do for a really long time, and I, I felt really bad about not doing. 
so that's good. That's yeah. positive. I feel really good about that. But then all my healthy habits just went out the window. <laughs> so I guess my goal now is to keep doing the, keep doing art, you know, keep, keep up with the career, uh, keep doing activism and stay politically engaged and then also kind of bring those healthy habits and um, all that self-care shit back into my life. <laughs> I love that you called it shit. <laughs> um, I, I don't know. It's a complex, I have a complex relationship with self-care. Uh, I know what you mean. We had an episode on self-care which made it seem actually very achievable and manageable when you really, I guess, schedule it out. I I think with self-care, it's one of those things that I really try hard to instill. Usually what works for me is activity, self-care activities that I can do right before I go to sleep. So um, I do color. I like coloring. I don't know how... I don't know how that how relaxing that would be for someone that is like a professional colorer. <laughs> yeah. Not to downplay your achievements, but like I don't know how therapeutic art would be if that's kind of your vocation. Yeah. Like in the evening I definitely am like, okay, time to relax. Like I think I'll relax by looking at my phone, you know, and then half an hour after that, like later I'm like, my blood pressure is going through the roof. <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of relaxing. Um yeah, trying to find self-care stuff that that uh, I just need to do yoga. That's honestly, that's what I need to be doing. I just am too lazy. Yoga is hard to get into. I tried yeah. it for like, I was going to do like a whole, every Sunday at eight will be the day, will be the morning I do yoga. But one, yeah. I don't think I've ever woken up at eight o'clock in like <laughs> five years, <laughs> except for when I'm doing overtime at work where they yeah. require me to be there at 8 a.m. Like that yeah. is the only time I've ever seen what eight o'clock looks like in, uh-huh. in the light. Um, so I was like, that's not going to work. Um, and then I tried it and it was really hard. <laughs> so I gave up. Yeah. And I keep hurting myself. It's a combination of being hard and being boring, uh, which is, which is challenging for me. I'm, I, uh, I'm both lazy and I have a very <laughs> short attention span. So, so that's a uh, tricky and, yeah. and meditating. I think that would be good. And I have all kinds of ideas for how I could, uh, take better care of myself. It's just actually doing, them. making it happen. Mm. Yes. Um, but I'm really into the concept, I'm very <laughs> into the concept of self-care. I think there'll be a moment where it kind of just like happens for you or it's something like that you don't, that you just enjoy doing and you don't realize it's like part of your self-care, but it is. I think the problem with it, with self-care stuff is that, you know, it's kind of becomes like a chore. Like, you know, you're meant to exercise, you know, you're meant to eat healthy. So then it becomes like, oh, I know I'm meant to, but it becomes work that way and not fun. Whereas yeah. like the best self-care tips are the things that you just naturally enjoy doing and don't force on yourself, yeah. I guess. So yeah, I do color and I do meditate, um, which awesome. does work quite well for me. Meditation more so. Coloring is just kind of something that sits on my table now. Uh, Man, this is like, this is honestly, this is my favorite topic of conversation. It's like the number one thing I talk about with all my best friends is we just get together and we talk about all the like little plans we have for like improving our lives and like perfecting our, you know, yeah, uh, perfecting ourselves, uh, how to, how to be just a little bit more productive, a little bit healthier, 
a little bit happier. It's very soothing. <laughs> it's very soothing. Soothing to talk about on a on a podcast. Yeah, I like talking about self care. It's like one of my favorite topics. Um, yeah, mostly because I'm like down to try every. I'll try everything and then just see what sticks. Oh, uh, I love it. So it's I just give everything. Hobby. Yeah, give everything a try and just see what sticks. So far, yeah. I've got coloring. I have meditation, and I have lunchtime baths. Oh which, wow! Which uh, I've actually really been neglecting my lunchtime baths. Now I just like eat lunch at work, which is kind of bumming me out. I've noticed the difference, so I'm really good at like doing it really well for a really long time. And then I will, for some reason, I'll just let it slide and notice that immediately I'm far more miserable when I don't have a lunchtime. I love bath. that idea. Yeah. Lunchtime baths. Wow. It's a I hashtag. Like Check it out. It's. Uh, <laughs> I only ever share it on my Insta stories because no, no one can save those. How do you, how do you, how do you get anything done after, like, to me, that's like drinking a lunchtime beer or something. I would just <laughs> go right to sleep. So many people have asked me this very same question, especially my colleagues at work when I say I'm going home to have a bath. And um, I don't know, maybe it's, I, I actually don't really love, I don't love water for a start. So I don't have like those naturally relaxing feelings when I have a bath <laughs> so oh it doesn't like relax me in I guess what in ways that other people would be relaxed after having a hot bath so for me it's very much like this is the moment in the day where I kind of clean and like take care of myself hygienically it's just such an exercise in hope yeah you know like thinking about these little like self-improvement things like this this idea of a uh perfectible life Mm-hmm. I love it I feel like with talking about these things it's I don't remember whose TED talk it was I wish I could remember his name I will try and credit him at some point uh but the guy who said that you shouldn't share like your goals because when you talk about a goal that you have you kind of give yourself that false satisfaction of achieving it when you t- when you share it out loud with other people oh man that's so true <laughs> I totally do that <laughs> that's yeah. why I tell people so much that I'm going to start meditating <laughs> just don't tell anyone to just start like it might ah. be the difference between you actually keeping it and not I found oh, that when I brag right. about things like I bragged about coloring and then it kind of ruined itself like I was like oh I'm so good at it everyone knows I do it now and then that I did it less oh man but that that takes away like one of my hugest joys in life <laughs> getting to telling people that I'm about to start doing yoga or about to start meditating <laughs> you can still tell people you just have to wait until like I guess that 22 days after you form the habit has passed oh okay maybe that's the trick I've heard that uh my guess hey I'm Ryan Reynolds recently I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation they said yes and then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass!" So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. 
Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Co-host said it takes 22 days to form a habit. I don't know where that came from, but I guess after day 22 of you solidifying it as part of your life, I'm like, hey, I meditate and this is amazing for me. You should try it and be really braggy and preachy about it. Um, you have you and a bike and a road, which I do have a mm-hmm. copy of, which is beautiful, by the way. Like it's, yeah. it's it's been sitting on my table just like, what's this? As a little conversation starter. I really love reading it. It's such an easy read. And what I really loved is kind of the subtle but very poignant commentary on u.s immigration on your bike tour through kind of the i guess the southern states i'm not really great at geography but i feel like it's the southern states yeah and you know this kind of constant overarching border patrol is here border patrol is here again what are they looking for and like in this whole journey it doesn't feel like you ever really encounter all of these illegals that seem to demand so many governmental resources Mm -hmm. except for the um the I guess the guy in the the river yeah. uh, moment, um, which is quite poignant. But it's it was it was really well done. I really I don't know if you did that deliberately, but I really enjoyed that kind Thank of you. subtle commentary on on the immigration system. So I was very aware of those issues, mm-hmm. and I knew I was going to be going along the border, but I I guess I just didn't know <laughs> just the level of militarized. Uh, you know, it felt like an occupied territory. Yeah. It, it was a very militarized feeling territory uh, area. Um, and, and also very kind of barren desert. Uh, not a lot of people there besides Border Patrol. Um, so it was interesting uh, and, and sobering um, and and sad. Yeah. Uh, and I, I did see this, uh, this very uh, bizarre arrest uh, of a of a young man um, by border patrol who's being chased by border control and he crashed his car into a canal um, yeah so that was just a a very thought provoking element of the trip and uh, that was spring of 2016 and at the time I was feeling heartened because I wasn't seeing hardly any Donald Trump signs even though I was moving through very conservative areas mm-hmm. of America and you know but we know how that turned out (laughs) yeah (laughs) we do know how that turned out um yeah no it's a beautiful book I definitely strongly recommend it it definitely is like such an easy read and it's got such a roller coaster of emotions as you go through it and all those times you're like I want to give up I'm stupid I'm like no keep going I know your knees hurt but keep going (laughs) I was rooting for you the whole way. So um, well done on doing that trip for a start. Like, again, that is insane. All right. Yeah, what is one action that you recommend for the listeners? I guess the thing that I feel like really did help me a lot is a book called, uh, and I talk about it a lot, it's called Nonviolent Communication, A Language of Life. It's by a guy named Marshall Rosenberg. And it's very cheesy uh, it's kind of hard to get past the corny language. Um, <laughs> but it's about, you know, it's about communication and it was particularly useful for me 
uh, in communicating with myself. Yeah, kind of getting out of some of the sort of uh, negative communication, negative self-talk that I had kind of gotten into the habit of. Uh, And so that was a a big life changer. Um, And I I really recommend... uh, I recommend it to anybody, but especially if you're the kind of person who puts yourself down a lot uh, or, you know, shocks at yourself a lot. Uh, it's very, very important not to do that. Uh, I, you know, if you do want to be a freelance illustrator, um, you're, you're going to be your own boss, mm-hmm. you know, and most people really hate their bosses because their bosses are really mean. <laughs> so don't do that to yourself, you know, uh, figure out how to be, a, a, a good boss, um, and, uh, and have a, you know, a positive, positive relationship with yourself and with your work. I think it's really, really important. That's excellent. Um, that's really well thought and chosen. Well done. Um, I now want this book because I am terrible at kind of, at like I guess, self-flagellation, which sounds really extreme. Yep. Uh, but yeah, I can be very, I think it, I'm more like that out loud than I am mm-hmm. internally. I feel like I actually feel myself quite a bit <laughs> on the inside. But when mm-hmm. it comes to people being very complimentary about my work, I can be like, oh, no, that's not true. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's really good. Um, that sounds like a really good piece of advice to learn how to better communicate with yourself. And it's actually something you did in uh, your book. I noticed that there was like a little sketch of you saying, no, Eleanor, don't speak to yourself like that. You would never speak to anyone else like that. And I was like, ah, that's a really good moment. Um, So yeah. Yeah. That's that's important for me to remember. I can get really, uh, uh, I can get really aggressive with myself if I don't, if I don't watch it. Yeah crazy like it's a it's crazy to talk to another human being like in 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 some of the ways that that uh we're willing to talk to ourselves yeah someone um I was listening to another podcast and one of their guests said what she does to kind of she puts herself in third person maybe that's one that comes up in the book I don't know but uh she puts herself in the third part she talks to herself in third person Yes. And repeats the thing that she said to herself so that uh, she knows, like, mentally, like, oh, my God, that's horrible. How could she say oh, that? Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, but, gosh, that's so sad. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, it's a really it's just sad to think about doing it. Uh, yeah, because it is it is very powerful to, to kind of I was thinking about some of the that the, the scene that you were talking about in my book where I was. uh really angry at myself and I won't repeat it on the podcast because I was using such horribly foul offensive language. Uh, yeah. yeah th- thinking about saying that stuff in the third person kind of really puts it in perspective. Absolutely. I did it once when I had, yeah. I was walking back from the supermarket and I said something in my head and I was listening, I had just listened to that podcast and it was so weird because I, you're not, I was so unaware of, some of the things I've said yeah. mentally to myself and after yeah. listening to that, cause it was so fresh and I was like, Oh my gosh, yeah. I said some awful things about myself. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think having a book that, you know, 
could help rectify that or at least like lets you allows you to mentally check yourself when you're doing it it sounds like a really promising read and only just adds to my mounting amazon bill that i wrapped up in the last three months (laughs) so yeah thank you so much eleanor this has been so much fun (laughs) this has been so much fun for me too how useful is that book recommendation check your negative self-talk and see what difference it makes to your life it's my next read once i finish the year of yes by shonda rhyme so i'll let you know how that goes Join us on Wednesday where Eleanor and I discuss pricing your work and working with publishers, what a good and bad deal looks like for illustrators and cartoonists, how to work with art directors, how to get your comics published, and if you could make money from self-publishing your art. We also touch on privilege and how her privilege helped her in her career. It's a goodie. Remember, you have two more weeks to download the free limited edition copy of the wannabe one-page business plan and goal-setting guide so you can turn your ideas into reality. Visit wannabepodcast.com and select free download. While you're there, ask a question for the next Ask Priska session, which will be on getting the skills you need. So thank you to everyone who voted for that topic. This podcast is created by the Shoutout Network. Find out more about membership by visiting shoutoutnetwork.co.uk. Has this podcast made you download an app, visit a website, or got you rewinding to take notes? Be honest. You can let me know what you have learned by leaving a review on iTunes via your Mac or your iTunes podcast app on your phone. You can also follow Wannabe at Wannabe Podcast on Twitter and Instagram and share your thoughts, feelings, opinions, questions, anything you want over there. To get extended show notes listing the tools, resources, books, and everything else that we've mentioned in this episode and past episodes, visit wannabepodcast.com. Show notes are updated every Wednesday, so stay tuned for that. I am all done for today, so thank you so much for tuning in and signing out. Bye. Upwork has the world's largest network of independent professionals. So if you need a go-to designer, a video editor, or a social media specialist for six days or six months, Upwork is how. And it's basically like they're right here in your office. Except they're not here here, so they can't hear Greg's remarkably loud typing. Hey, buddy! I take it back. You can hear that from anywhere. And Upwork professionals are proven, rated, and reviewed. When you need in-demand talent on demand, Upwork is how. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.